Hi, everybody. I am not Chris Berg, but good to be with you anyway. My name is Steve Hallstrom. Glad to be sitting in for Chris here tonight. Chris wants to take a little vacation this summer. Can you believe that, the nerve of that guy? So he said, Steve, can you sit in for me? I said I'd be glad to do it. So you'll uh, be stuck with me here for tonight, maybe a couple more days this week and sometime next week as well. If I don't know you, nice to meet you. I normally like to meet people in person, but hey, you take what you get, right? Uh, I used to do some TV back in the day, but that was when I did sports on another TV station here in this community. And it's funny, when you're doing sports, everybody's glad to see you. They're happy that you came around, talked to them about their team or the season they've been having. When you call people as a news person, it's a little bit different. They think that you're up to something, you're trying to trick them, ask a gotcha question or something like that, or pin them to the wall on some, on some sort of a debate. Uh, nothing could be further from the truth most of, most of the time. But good to be here with you on uh, Point of View. And uh, in the mornings, I do a morning news talk radio show on AM 1100 The Flag, WZFG. I'm one of the owners over there. And so uh, they can't fire me, at least not without uh, some kind of a court investigation uh, or something like that. So we do a morning show, and it gets me uh, in the know a little bit on some things that we're going to talk about here today. So welcome to the program. I'm uh, joined by a guy who I've known for quite some time, ever since he was a, a football player back in the day for North Dakota State University, none other than Dave Pepcorn, Dave is city commissioner in Fargo and uh, the deputy mayor as well. Mr. Pepcorn, thank you for coming by. Nice to see you, sir. Good to see you, Steve. One of the things that's come up lately, and this will be no surprise to you, is talking about what's going on downtown. Uh, we had a person that was killed, unfortunately, in our community, uh, not this past weekend, but the weekend before. And uh, a lot of folks are saying they're starting to do that math. And I have to admit, I did some of that, too. We had uh, the, uh, the gentleman who was uh, killed outside of the, the Hodo a couple of years ago. Uh, last year, there was a woman walking middle of the, the daytime downtown Fargo that was punched and injured by somebody. And then this shooting here that happened uh, last night. We all remember the Jason Mosier shooting, and uh, our hearts will always be heavy for that. And so um, it, it got a lot of folks saying, hmm, it seems like there's a lot more going on downtown than maybe what we read in the headlines. So I want to get your thoughts on some of that today. Dave, we all know that downtown is two, has two different faces. We've got the development, the ice cream shops. There's going to be a new green space by the plaza where the old city hall used to be. And then there are these things that happen on the uh, unseemly side. As a whole, talk about downtown Fargo. What is downtown Fargo to you right now? Well, I, I mean, it is... It, it's booming tremendously, and so that's a great thing. But the key thing is, if you want that to continue, uh, people have to feel safe. And the statistics, you know, obviously show that it is a safe community. But uh, if people don't feel safe, uh, you have to do things to make them feel safe. And so I, I was just downtown, uh, and there was two officers on patrol walking the streets. And I think that's very important, and I think we'll continue to do that. That uh, hasn't been done as much in the past, and I think that is very important. Just the symbolism and the visibility is a good thing. And, and especially if somebody's walking by themselves to know that there are uh, officers on patrol, I think is a good sign. Mm. You talked a little bit about if we don't continue to foster a positive and healthy downtown, that development is going to dry up. RDO is moving their entire company downtown and the hotel coming in and uh, food and beverage uh, people as well. And they need to have a safe place for their employees to work. That's a big part of this conversation with the Block 9 project. Absolutely. And there's some new bars and restaurants. But I do think that the more people that we have on the street, the better it is. And I, I, but 
the, from the city's perspective, we have to we have to do things to address this because uh, it's very important, and people's perception is reality. Mm. And so, I think having visibility on the streets is is a very good first step. The mayor got a little bristly uh, last night when talking about uh, some of the flare-up that's happened in the community. I understand where he's coming from, and I understand that. He's looking at the whole, and the whole is generally pretty good, but there are these little things that when you add these three, four things up that we talked about before, they add up to something more than the sum of the parts. And I will, if you don't mind, I'll just give you a summary of kind of the, we are going to make some direct changes in the short short term. Okay, we're breaking news here on Point of View. I like this. Well, one of them is that SARS uh, building is going to mm. come down, I, and I think that's, once again, it's symbolic, but I think that's a good thing, and, and Steve's package is kind of a... Uh, I wouldn't say they're the ones responsible, but they're, that's kind of a magnet, and so that will be changing too. Uh, I think in the next year that will be redeveloped, and so that's another good thing. And those things, that, that is an area, and actually my business is, uh, I own True Green for a long mm -hmm. time, and I've sold it, but I still own the building, and that's about 500 yards away. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's an area where there's lots of people milling around, and, so, and I think people have to feel safe, and so that's, you have to make some changes there. It seems to me that uh, I've spent some time in some bigger cities around the country. I can walk from Times Square to Midtown Manhattan at 2 in the morning and I feel safe. Two reasons. It's well lit. There are officers on, well, three reasons. And then there are other people out there, too. How do we create some of that in downtown Fargo? And we have been, we've been doing the, improving the lighting section by section. And, and we actually have done part of the, the older sections of town. So that is part of it. But I do think having officers out on foot not in their car, on foot or on bicycle is very important. And so, and that's uh, on, t on Monday night, that's the, the chief said that's what we're gonna do. And I think that's a good thing. But the other thing is to have increased population is another thing, to have people out and about. And there are gonna be some other uh, newer developments on Broadway and so th those things will all help. Hmm. There are many things that happen to the good in downtown Fargo. If, if people were able to see what is happening behind the scenes with some of the buildings being renovated, it's absolutely amazing. That's part of the story of downtown as well. We're talking about some concerns today, but there's a lot of really good things. But one of those things, or 10 of those good things, gets overshadowed by maybe one bad thing. And that, that's human nature. You know, all the positives, just one negative thing in your day or my day, you, you always remember the things that are the negative. And so mm -hmm. that, but it's, no, it's a boom town. Downtown is a boom town, and so, but we want that to continue, and so we have to, we have to address some of these things. Can we say no more liquor licenses downtown? No it way. feels like, no. No way. Okay. Uh, this is, it's our entertainment hub. Uh, this is where people, you, that's where they want to be. It's attracted, and so you have to, and the more, the more places that we have, the more people that we'll have, I believe the less incidents we'll have. And so uh, my, my prediction is there's going to be a Cowboy Jacks that's going to be opening up. $2 million is what they're spending. Uh, when that opens up, that will have an impact. That's a younger demographic than you or, you or I. That will, that will impact the, the blocks surrounding there in a positive way. But if we have alcohol establishment after alcohol establishment, drinking place after drinking place, doesn't that foster some of the things that we're talking about here? Well, uh, I, I think there's, there's different types of places. I mean, like a Buffalo Wild Wings or Cowboy Jacks is different than, a, than a strictly an A license. So I agree, you have to be careful, but uh, the more eating and drinking places, the more people that are gonna come downtown, the more people, that's what you were talking about, New York City. There's, there's lots of people all, all, all the time, and, and that has a positive impact on safety. Can we fix this with just increased patrols? Is that 
Can we wave that magic wand and take care of it? No, no, I think that's a part of it. But like you were talking about, increased lighting and, and I think more people uh, out on the streets and uh, redeveloping some of those places to what was there to what will be there in the future will be a positive as well. A few other things happening uh, downtown as well. Uh, Commissioner Gehrig has proposed that we take money coming from the Prairie Dog Fund, which depending on the revenue from the state, could be somewhere between 13 and $20 million a year. And he says, hey, he's doing some math of his own and says that can take care of the special assessment needs of this community for an entire year. And he says it's pretty easy plug and play there. What do you think? I, I would say uh, I'm not comfortable with putting all of that and relying on that to replace special assessments because it was a legislative one-time act and there is no guarantee that's going to continue in the mm. future and so I do think that's one thing you have to look at but uh, what I'm uh, I'm looking forward to what they recommend and I there are some several improvements uh, to our assessment thing and so I'm looking forward to that okay you are the chair for the task force on a performing arts center uh, you and I have had this conversation on the Need to Know Morning Show several times. My family's a fine arts family. I would love the thought of having a good performing arts center downtown. I don't want a multi-purpose facility. I want a nice performing arts center where the high schools could come together in the Christmas time and Concordia could maybe bring a little show over and we really are treated to a performing arts center. But it's got to make sense because not everybody likes the fine arts like I do. How is the conversation going and how do we pay for this thing without uh, raising the taxes up on all of us? So it's going very well and so our next step we just had uh, one of our meetings we have an excellent group uh, it will be going to the City Commission and what we're going to do is have a professional group evaluate what is the fundraising potential for uh, for donations and so you have to, there's a professional group and we'll, we, the city will hire them an RFP and they'll come in and evaluate how much money can we raise uh, from d private donors and so that's the next step and then we'll proceed from there but I'm very optimistic and, and I think what our goal is to get half of it raised by private funds and then the city funding the rest and if you don't mind real quick to, no please it's not just going to be one source for the for the city side of it I, I think there's lots of potential things one is a food and lodging tax you know car rentals things like that uh, there, there's a lot of potential things there and so uh, that'll be uh, kind of after this next step hmm. what do you hope this looks like when it's done what do you hope the feel is when you go there I've seen performing arts facilities in like Phoenix and Austin Texas and they're amazing and then I've seen others that look like you could play basketball in there on the weekends. Now, I like basketball, but I don't want to do it in the Performing Arts Center. Well, to my perspective, and once again, this is just me, it's going to obviously have to fit in with the new city hall and the library. So that's the outside architecture. The interior, you want it to be very nice and very, uh, but it has to be flexible to have not just an orchestra, but also a rock band. And so we want to have events in there 220 nights a year. And so, but the acoustics have to be outstanding. It has to be more high end than like you were talking about the Fargo Dome or uh, it has to be very high end. And uh, so it's going to be a challenge, but it's a performing arts center. So it's not going to look like a basketball stadium. Okay, that's, that's good to know. Um, Cost. I've heard 50 million is the, the number that seems to run around. Is that kind of about where we're at? I would what say ballpark, ballpark. But it's it's a little more because of the finishes are different and because of acoustics than a than than a, you know a standard building. You, mm -hmm. And and the acoustics have to be adjustable to different types of music. So it's a challenge. Okay. Uh, and if it's 50 million dollars or so, how much of that do you think you can raise privately? And that's we're going to have a group come in and evaluate that. What they'll do is they'll talk to large donors and they'll assess the market and they'll come back and tell us what the what the number is. But my hope is 25 to 30 million dollars. That includes naming rights and and all the different types of things. That that's my that's what I hope. But that's 
it's critical that we have a professional group come in and assess this and not rely on just local people because uh, you have to know what you're talking about and know the numbers and know what to ask for. And where does the other 20 come from then? That's the city. And, and uh, there will be a multiple. It won't be increased sales taxes. This is my promise okay. to you. No food won't, and beverage taxes? Oh, I don't know about food and beverage. Oh, okay. but, but property taxes and special assessments, I can guarantee you, it won't be those. Okay, but it might cost me more to go out for a burger and a beer. That's possible. Okay, all right. Well, he's honest with us about this, folks. This is good news. But And the other thing is to have the people that use it pay for it, so possibly a, 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 uh, like an extra charge on each ticket sold or something like that. Mm -hmm. To me, there will be a multiple, uh, multiple sources to help pay for it. You told me at one time that you will not put your the Dave Pepcorn signature on support for this, if it cannot pay for itself Correct. once it's up and running, do you still believe that? Yes. It has okay. to have a break-even budget or profitable, just like the Fargo Dome. Your friend Mr. Gehrig doesn't think that can be done. We can do it. Okay. Dave, always good to see you. Thanks, Thanks for, for coming by. Thanks Great for to having see you, as always. Fargo Commissioner Dave Pepcorn here on Point of View.